Hi, this is John Bruni, and you're listening to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7 with host Eric Fiorello. The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle, streaming radio 24-7. Today, believe it or not, is the 29th of April, 2019. You talk about a month going by fast. Today in Albany, New York, it's sunny out. It's beautiful, considering it's just rained and rained and rained here. Um, we're going to hope for a lot of warm sunshine and wind the next few weeks because I want to get my garden in. If it keeps up with the rain, it's going to be late again, or who knows. Uh, last year, we all lost ours. We had so much water, it killed and rotted everything. It was the first year I didn't have anything, um, and I wouldn't want to have been a farmer last year. I'll tell you that, even with the great drainage they have. But it's like everything, risk risk and never be adverse to risk take it i'm looking forward to putting in the best one of my life that's called optimism opportunity and before i bring our pal paul firepower gray in that's what we're going to talk about today it's only words and it's going to be a very interesting show because i haven't been on the air in almost two weeks um doing a lot of things and building the show from the inside out in all different places, um, very exciting things, um, and time is of essence, don't waste your time, believe me, with anything, I'm the biggest timekeeper now I've ever been in my entire life, because every minute to me counts now, I don't care if I've got to work 23 hours a day, because I'm making it, man, <laughs> there's no other alternative, and when you live like that, you win, all right, that's what happens. So let's all stand up and take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. And I've been saying this now for days, okay? I am great. I am great. Say that. Most people say, oh, that, that's your ego. No, it's not. I am great. You say that. Stand up when you say it, too. And say it like you mean it. Watch again. We talk about paradigm shifts. I can't wait. I'm going to have to get into the paradigm a little bit on the next solo show. There's so much stuff I can tell you. It's just incredible what's going on. My brain's on fire all the time, literally. And when things go feel like they're going down the tube, I can come right back up. I never was able to do that before. Not like that. Sometimes it might get me for a day or two. It doesn't even get me for 10 minutes now. Because I have taken control of my life. I am the captain of my ship. You can be too. Don't forget, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Winners and champions. Get out there and buy that product. Download it. Change your life. Those modules there with me speaking gives you enough work you could do all that movement the rest of your life and just make it make it make it so go out to fiorellabarbellco.com don't forget about investing in fiorellabarbellco.com and motivationmuscle.com when you go out there it's called prosperity consciousness on the fiorella barbell page there's a 25 50 100 dollars and people should be giving like crazy to that i'll tell you right now i i got notes the other day from a couple different lifters, and they are prominent lifters, and they're like, I hope your show never goes away, because you would not believe it's how many times, one in particular helped me out of a big-time scrape. I don't know what it was, and it's none of my business. That's what I'm saying. $25, 50 $100 goes right to my MailChimp account. 
If you stayed with a subscription on this show, okay, you're talking at least probably $120 a year. I mean, that is nothing when you break down $25, 50 or $100. And I'm not going to be bashful for asking for it. It costs a lot of money to run this show. And we appreciate you. You can give back to us. Think about that. Think about what you're getting here and the quality you're getting here. And it's only going to get bigger, believe me, and better. I won't let it go back the other way. The minute you get comfortable is the minute you go down the pipe, literally. Keep yourself uncomfortable. Do the things losers will do. And that is cop out. Winners keep going. Winners do the things the losers won't do. Okay? That's what you guys start thinking about. Go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. As I said, we got the great Paul Firepower Gray coming in momentarily. Go out and look at all the shows Paul and I have done. Paul is exceptional. I don't have to say any more than that. When I use that word, that's giving you one of the highest compliments I'd give anybody. Exceptional. Exceptional. Think about that word. Also, too, um, sign up for our free newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com. I put out tons of content. Whenever I do it, it'll go right to your inbox. Also, by advertising here, it is not a lot of money. $250 in a month's time, the way I do it. It goes out to all social media. It goes out to MailChimp. It's constantly being put in new verbal form. Okay? I give you much more than 250 but we want people to come in here and stay with us. That's, to me, the most important thing. You build with quality people. You keep building, building, and building. If you don't do it that way, you're not going to hold on to anybody. And that, excuse me, is the main thing to keep building relationships. Keep going. Bigger, bigger, and bigger. And that's what we're going to do here. Also, too, don't forget about our YouTube channel, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. And before I bring Paul in, you know, we've had Don G. Fardino on here a number of times, and we're doing some business together now. And obviously, if you've been paying attention, we're running a big sale on the 8X Club and Mesa's. It's a whole kit. Um, if you come in and uh, put MM19 when you want to purchase it, you will get the sale price. Now, here's the biggest thing. The goal is to sell 10 or more. But what we did, the 11th buyer of an 8X club will get it for free. Free, okay? No questions asked. If you're number 11 and you've always wanted a club, Guess what? You got one for free. So keep looking at it. Keep purchasing. If you got groups of people you want to get together and purchase a whole bunch, you're going to get $45 off a club when you mention MM19. Now go out to 8xclub.com. Donnie's phone number is on there. You obviously can buy it through there. He's also on Facebook and many other social media platforms, but I would tend to either contact him through Facebook or go directly at 8xclub.com. On that point, we are going to give you some information about Paul. Let me get this up here. Number one, he is the head trainer at Firepower Gym, a a mobility trainer and an accomplished martial artist with over 30 years training in various styles. Paul, it's always an honor, and welcome back. And you're the first one back here after my little hiatus. So uh, um, I think it's going to get very rambunctious because I'm feeling that way. But welcome back, brother. Hello, my friend. I don't know whether to be happy or scared because <laughs> I'm sure you're absolutely bursting at the seams, full of energy. And, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be good. Uh, Paul, um, yeah, give out all your info. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't need info. Just one thing I want to say is I am going to be back on U.S. soil with my good friend Matt Burberry um, up in Elmira, New York again, up in New York State, uh, teaching some certifications in July and talking about martial arts for the first time in 10 years outside of my own personal dojo. 
I'm going to be teaching a little one day um, Budo seminar. So that that'll be interesting yeah. um, to see how we fit the way of the samurai into yeah. modern world, into the the reality of today. Yeah. So I'm really stoked about that, man. I'm really, apart from, you know, the, the normal structural strength and kettlebells I'll be teaching and um, possibly some of my, my ring material, but I'm, I'm kind of really excited about the martial arts thing. So It's kind of, you know, Paul, it's kind of, um, it's nice to, even if you haven't been in it in a long time, to come back to it because I think anything like that, especially something that means that much to you, you know, Paul and I talked at length before we came on. I think it opens up all new possibilities for you. And I, I, I'll make it quick and we'll get started. And you can obviously comment. You know, Paul knows and a lot of people, and I've I've done solo shows, how much I'm restructuring my mind, how much I'm going out and, and learning these techniques and these things that just change your experience forever. And, you know, it's all intention. Obviously, it's the power of the universe and everything out. What what do you want? What type of decisions can you make? What are you going to bring in, as I see it, say, the people, places, and things that are going to hunt you down? What are you vibrating? And that's why I said with Paul when he's talking about martial arts here, and it's been 10 years. Um, I don't know. But I can tell you just from my own experiences, when you've gone away, look, I've been away from this for almost two weeks. That's a big difference in 10 years. I'm not even comparing them. Something happens here. It's like I couldn't be happier than hell to be behind this mic today. But there's instances where you need to get away. You know, I'm doing very big things on the outside to make this show bigger and become uh, much more money oriented so we can do more and more things now before anybody thinks well that's all you're in it for well you don't know me if you think that's all i'm in it for but we all have to survive i don't know if people understand that this isn't a hobby well it is a hobby but it's it's my life and it's the same thing what paul's doing you get away from it and you come back and it's like you got brand new eyes brand new ears and you hear things that you didn't hear before. You see things that were right out in front of you you never noticed. I'm telling you, you got to learn to listen to your innate intelligence. That's what Doc Ridge used to say to me all the time. I never even understood what he was talking about. Innate, innate, innate. Innate can be anything. Belief, God, whatever you want to call it. But man, if you don't have that type of reserve within you, it's okay. Nine to five is fine. You know, you buy the little house, maybe you have two or three kids. I, I, I know a lot of people are very happy like that. I know a lot of people, though, that are miserable like that, too. Look, you can still go after your dream and still keep your job. That's all up to you. I went on too long, but, Paul, comment on any of that if you like, and we're, then we're going to get started. And I just said it, really, it's only words. So take it away, brother. Yeah, that um, one thing I want to comment on, as you were saying, you know, People might think you're in it for the money. And if you were in it for the money, you wouldn't have made it this far. Nope. You know, money may be a thing you, you, you get in, you know, I'm, I'm sure you will be successful. I know what you're trying to do to make it successful and, and to really push the boat out. But if this wasn't your love primarily, you wouldn't have made it this far. So if, if they turn around to you and make any kind of disparaging comment about money, you know, screw them. Yes. Um, you, <laughs> yep. you absolutely adore what you do. Yeah. And that's your primary, primary goal. And the other thing about people that want to live, you know, the nine to five and a, and a happy this way. Um, some are, but most are not. Right. In reality, they're just settling. They're just, sitting back and existing rather than living. And I think the problem with that is that's one of the catalysts for a midlife crisis. I agree. And the midlife crisis for most people is actually just getting to a point in your life where you realize quite a lot has already gone and you don't have as much in front of you as you, as you maybe thought you had. And you realize that you've actually done nothing of worth and by that, I mean of worth to subjectively to that person. They 
don't even realise in their head that they're existing and not living, but they feel it. It's innate. Yep. Like you said. And I think, so, you know, the, the nine to five's fine, but you still need to find a passion and to put time into that passion. And that may not be a business. It may be doing Argentinian tango, like my friend, yeah. whose birthday it is today, by the way. Happy birthday, Paul. Um, but it's, he's still living his passion. Yep. You know, it has to be something. Just just existing's a killer of of dreams of of life, you know. And so that that was my comment on that, anyway. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, um, you know, the old saying is, "Take a walk through any cemetery and hear all the voices." What if? Why didn't I do it? You know, think about this, guys. Especially anybody, ladies too. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to. You know, I like this girl or I like this guy. What do you think? I said, well, you're asking the wrong person. Well, <laughs> you know, what, what would you do? I say, if I liked her, I'd go ask her out. Well, if she says no, I said, well, what if she does? Well, well, what? Look, women are three to one. You're trying to tell me you can't find a nice woman that will go out with you? I mean, and this is Paul. Paul was saying this before with belief, courage, confidence. That's that's where it all comes from. You want to know something? I've learned with business more than anything. I've been beaten down so hard so many times. All right. And Paul said it before. He said, you know, if I didn't have passion for this, I would have been done a long time ago, without a doubt, because. After the first year, I could have went back into IT. I'd probably be making at least 120k right now. Okay, a lot of responsibility, but hopefully I wouldn't have people under me. I don't want any of that. But my point is, I, I couldn't see myself anymore in in that structure at all. So, you know, I've gone through all my life savings. That was over eighty thousand dollars. I'll be frank with everybody. I'll tell you the whole thing. And I'm operating usually on a shoestring, um, but I always find a way to get it done. I always find money, whatever, ever, ever, okay? That's why I went after the subconscious so hard to clear all the bullshit, the blockages out, and go full tilt, burn, 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 burn. And things are turning more and more and more. Am I where I want to be? No. And I never will be where I want to be. And you know what? That's a great thing because that means you're still hungry. I said before, you sit on your ass thinking you made it, you're going to go right down the pipe. You leave a legacy. Think about Walt Disney. It's not him anymore, but Walt Disney is still going. Think of, uh, well, I mean, people would go, oh, you don't eat that. No, I don't. But Kentucky Fried Chicken, still going. Colonel Sanders, that gentleman became a millionaire in his mid-60s. He was flat broke. Okay? So don't tell me it can't be done. And don't tell me that it's too damn hard. Because if you say something like that to me, I'll laugh at you. I won't try to reason with you. I won't even encourage you at that point. Because when you walk into something with passion, you don't know how it's going to end up. You don't know anything. You don't know with a relationship. You don't know where that's going to go. But you know what? Take each day one at a time. Have big goals. Have big dreams. But you know what? All these people say, oh, I can do multitasking. Bullshit. You want to get good at something? Stick to one thing at a time. You want to get super good at it? Devote all your time to it. When you're tired and you say you don't want to do it, make yourself do it. When you need to work out, Oh, I don't feel good today. I'm tired. I got to work out tonight. I trained yesterday like a beast. I'm doing all this experimenting, I was telling Paul. Um, I'm going out tonight. I can't wait to get out there. And I'll probably be hurting like hell, but I don't care. Because you know what? Within the first five minutes, it'll be all gone. It's the things where you make you feel uncomfortable. You have to stay uncivilized, gentlemen. Because... If you watch Rocky 3, which you know how much I love the Rocky movies, but boy, they've got things in it. If you watch them over and over again, you're going to find new things every time. When Clubber Lang wanted to fight Rocky, and Mick said he's out, and Rocky goes, you know, Mick lives in Rocky's home. Why'd you leave? 
and he said, you can't do it, Rock. This guy will kill you within three. He's just like any other fighter. No, he's not. He's hungry, and you haven't been hungry since you won the title. Well, I've had ten title defenses. There has been. And he was like, ringers? And he was like, no, good fighters, but not killers like this. So when he sits down with him, he, he tries to explain to him. He said to him, so you're telling me I've got nothing left? He says, it's not like that. He said, but two years ago, you had a cast iron jaw, and you were hungry. And he said, the worst thing happened to you that happens to all fighters eventually. You became civilized. I don't want to be civilized. And by going out and doing the things that I shouldn't be doing, like yesterday I trained outside, it was pouring rain the whole time. Most people say, you're out of your mind. What if you fall or whatever? I don't even let those things enter in my mind. But those are the things I do that keep me uncivilized. Can I get along with people and still have a great girlfriend? Absolutely. But down deep, as I said to Paul before we came on, that green gamma is running through my veins today like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I'm talking to you right now. The veins in my forearms are literally just popping out all over. I mean, there's something going on, and it feels good. But on that note, and I've talked too long, we're going to do it's only words, and there's been a lot, and I'm going to give this to Paul momentarily. You've heard a lot of things Paul and I have already said. and there's some pretty shocking things out in the world these days. I don't like getting caught up in them, but, um, you know, I was telling Paul one of the things that really, really upset me when I heard how in the United States 13-year-olds are committing suicide at a record rate. That, to me, is devastating. And I hear people say things to other people. And they discount things and say, well, it's only words. Let me tell you something right now. I've learned with all the mental energy I've been building. If you haven't heard this, you better listen. Words have power. Did you hear what I said, folks? Words have power. Especially what you say to yourself. When we say, I am a winner, I'm a champion, I am am unstoppable. I am great. Most people say, that stuff doesn't do anything. Really? Okay. It doesn't do anything. But keep living the way you live. And keep talking to people the way you talk to them. And see how far you're going to get. And be mean. And think you're getting over on somebody. You know what my father used to tell me all the time? Be careful when you open your mouth. Because there's always somebody out there tougher than you are. You know, and I see that and I hear it and I think of those words all the time. You know, one of these days, one of these smart asses, if they haven't already had it happen, are going to be spitting their teeth out like corn. And that's where we are today. Paul, take it. It's all yours, brother. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of instances with, with words and we can go into the science of how you mentioned it early on. Words are basically vibration. You're yep. talking about, you know, vibration and reaching a higher vibration. Um, we could say, I believe, um, science has proven that, you know, vibration is reality. Our, our molecules vibrate and the, the, the molecules of, uh, of wood and, Earth and the planet actually vibrates and not static. Uh, light is a is a wave. It's a vibration. So different words have different vibrations and they can affect people on a different level. They can affect people emotionally. They can affect people mentally or superficially. Kind of be hurtful or be very positive. But it it can go deeper than that, depending on how that person receives, how open they are to receive the vibration. So, you know, if vibration is reality and words are vibration, then the words you use can create or decimate your reality or stick to somebody else's. So maybe we should try and think a little bit more about using our best words to create our best reality, but also somebody else's best reality. You know, that if words can become our truth and we say them to, them to ourselves, like your aff- affirmations yep. on a morning, yep. 
those words can also stick to somebody else and be their truth. And for, even if we say something that doesn't actually mean much to us as we say it, we have no concept of how that affects somebody else and how that can become their truth. And actually the vibration can affect them massively. So I think it's very important to choose our words very, very carefully, our affirmations very, very carefully and, and create our own assets, our own reality to use or misuse. And if we have an active thought process where those words come from a place of caring towards ourselves and other people actively, we, we're not just speaking without thinking that this could affect somebody. We yeah. are speaking with that in mind. Um, it could really affect and stay with somebody for a lifetime if if we um, we use those right. And bad words and bad moods or bad attitudes are two things that shouldn't go together, I, I really feel. I, I think they're a dangerous combination. You know, we can change our mood and we can change our attitude. But once those words are spoken, they can never, ever be taken back and maybe forgiven, but not forgotten I, th I think i think people really underestimate the the power of words and i mean this whole suicide yeah. thing i believe it, it is getting to affect people at a younger age but i believe now it's the biggest killer of males yep so in the UK, I don't know about anywhere else in the world. I don't know whether it, it, it's statistically a global thing, but in the UK, it's the biggest killer of males over 30 years of age now is suicide. And uh. it's no surprise to me that social media and going back to words and their vibrations, that is easily transmitted via social media. Well, without a you, know what I mean? yep. you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's easier to get thoughts and to get words out to the masses. And that energy, that vibration is exponentially growing. And whether it's positive or whether it's negative, you could, you could put something very positive out over social media, but somebody else could take that very negatively. And the fact is, it's nobody's fault. It right. just is. The fact that it's easier to have that vibration affect you right now. Um, and it, if, if words are power, words are vibration, I think actively we need to think about how it lands with people because yep. it's epidemic right now. Yep. I'm just going to leave that there, let you chime in. Well, definitely. And you know what? The whole world, basically, if you listen to this media here, I mean, everybody's a victim. Um and there's a lot of ugliness inside. There's a lot of people are just very hell-bent on not being good, not being kind. You know, uh, everything is, is awful. You know, it could, it's sunny here today. Somebody said to me, well, it's sunny, but, you know, it's got a cool breeze in the air. It's cold. I'm like, holy God, can you find, good, <laughs> you know, can you find the good in anything? And that's, that's, that is a big problem right now. And this all reverts back a lot of times, I always say, to the gym. And I'm talking a good place like Paul's or here or anybody that's on this show. I am telling you right now, I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt now, especially young kids, you need to get them in a facility like Paul's or mine or anybody on the show that owns a business. And I'll tell you why. There's no guarantees people will tell you in life, but I will tell you there are guarantees. And the guarantee is this. When you bring them in at any age, especially when they're young, and maybe they're facing things that a lot of kids aren't. You know, maybe they only have one parent. Maybe they don't have the structure like a lot of kids do. And there's no guarantee even with that structure. But when you bring people into an organization that has expectations, that has rules, that teaches you the fundamentals, how to use a kettlebell, how to use an Olympic bar, how to stand, how to position yourself for the best pull, the best press, 
the best swing. People that are going to try to run roughshod on you aren't going to be able to do it and get away with it. Why? We talked about this in the beginning and middle, and now we'll talk about it again. You teach to build from the inside out. Not to get all and what you think is something, your stimulation from the outside. Because if that's what you're depending on for your growth and your life and how much you make and where you live and who you listen to and who you hang around with, you're in big trouble. Oh, you can go through life just on cruise control. But aren't these the ones we hear all over the media? Life's unfair. I didn't get a chance. This one makes more than me. We need more justice. I hear more about justice in New York State than anywhere probably in the world. How about you go out and make your own justice? And stop making everybody else pay for your mistakes. How about that, everybody? But going back to the gym, this is where you need to be schooled. You don't need to go out on Facebook and see somebody with their pants half down doing a pull. Or you only see the best they do in a movement. You never see the failures. You never see the days where you're down on your knees with tears rolling down your cheeks. And I mean your face. Never see it. There's... Paul talks about creating your own reality through intention. Damn straight. Damn straight. But I'm here to tell you, when you build in a gym, when you have people that surround you, that support you and believe in you, I'm telling you, I remember when my niece Maggie, who I put the picture up, I'll find it again. She's uh, she is she's 11 now. She did it at 9. I'll never forget the pictures on the side of my refrigerator. I'll never get rid of it. I'll keep it till the day I die. And she draws all these wild-looking animals and stuff. And it says right at the top, with courage, you can do anything. It's all yours, Paul. Yeah, I really, really do agree. And I believe what you said about getting, you know, kids or whatever into a facility. And, you know, the way, the way you spoke about give the best pull, get them on the Olympic bar, get them on the kettlebell, get them on this. And you know what it is? I mean, it shouldn't be about the weight or the numbers or whatever, right. but the actual focus and skill of doing something well will give them such a mindset for the future, such a, a belief and an attitude in learning is the point. Learning something new, not being afraid to fail, not being competitive necessarily with somebody else or themselves apart from it's not about kind of like competing to win. It's about competing to be better, mm -hmm. to be the better version of themselves. And if they're not very good with the kettlebell, you know, they may be very good with a club or they may be very good with the bodyweight movements. But at the end of the day, teaching them to focus and be the best they can at anything in any way, shape, or form, is going to carry them through. Obviously, we're going to get problems in our life, and it is going to help them with that. But it's also probably going to put them in a position where they're just not the type of person to coast, to sit back, to get bored, to get disenchanted, to get depressed, to get that midlife crisis, and then to find themselves in a position where... They're going to make bad decisions yep. or they're going to be deeply unhappy on the inside or they're going to maybe go down the route of, of suicide or something drastic down there. And I'm not trying to be overly dramatic about this, but I do think it's hugely connected in, in the mindset from the beginning. Yeah. And I, I believe something so simple like that that learning process in a, in a nurtured, creative um, structured environment. It could be a karate class. It could be, you know, a, a lifting that the the, the smaller Husafell stone that you were talking about. Yep, yep. You know, it could it could be a bar. It could be kettlebell. Who gives a crap as long as they're doing something productive? 
that creates focus and creates that absolute mindset and belief in that they have worth yep and they can be of worth and this is what has to change in society like you said everybody's just on facebook going look at me this particular rep was freaking awesome <laughs> you know who cares yep. who what what message is that Rocky is still around because the whole ethos of Rocky is he's not the best bloody boxer in the world. Nope. He just doesn't give up. Nope. That's at all ever. And it it isn't easy for him. It's never been easy for him. And that message is real. And that message is never going to go away because we all have things that are hard. So showing somebody on Facebook that you're just super perfect at this one thing, at this one you know, instant in time Yep. isn't necessarily the message that most people need to hear. You know, it's that, uh, hey, we all suck, but actually getting over that is the point, the focus, you know? Well, you made a great point with Rocky, too. It's like the whole, the whole story of that is obviously not to give up. You know, his big thing in the first fight was, I'm going to go the distance. No one's ever gone the distance with Creed. One round that really summarizes, I think, Rocky is round 14 in the first fight. You need to go out and look at the last two rounds, 14 and 15, where at 14 he can't see at all anymore. Creed hits him with an uppercut, drops him to the canvas, and Mick says, stay down, stay down, stay down. The whole time they're saying that, Rocky's grabbing for the side of the ropes to get himself up. Creed's got his back to him, got his hands up in the air. I won, I won, I won. Little did he know when he turned around, guess who was standing in that corner with his gloves up, motioning him, and he kept going, come on. And Creed, like, looked, and at that point, like a lot of things, it looked like somebody just sucked the life right out of his eyeballs. And Rocky now had the edge, and obviously walked in Rocky, hit him with some body shots, and broke his ribs. And I'm not going to give you, if you've never seen it, you need to see it. I'm not going to tell you who won in the 15th. But if you've been watching the sagas, you kind of got an idea. The point of the matter is this. Words, like I said, are very powerful. They have such meaning. And it's up to you to lose your words in a way, and we can't be perfect. I've said things, we've all said things. But I'm very, I won't say careful, I don't know if that's the correct word, maybe more respectful of how I speak. Mainly because this is what I do for a living, especially. And I'd much rather inspire people than sit there and beat them into the ground. That's not going to do anything for anyone. And that's why when I talk about the gym and Paul says, and he's right, you don't have to beat everybody. You go against yourself. You learn how to do things correctly, where when you're 80 years old, you're still firing up kettlebells while all these big shots, if they're even alive, can't even move five feet. Do you understand what I'm saying, everybody? The things you're doing and formulating today are going to be with you to the bloody end. They're not telling you that. Buy my package for $5,000 and boom, boom, boom. You know how many people spent $5,000? They were better off shitting it down the drain. The thing here with Paul and myself, in my opinion, you got probably two of the most authentic guys you'll ever meet. Even though Paul and I have never shook hands, we will one day, like so many others. That's what keeps Eminem alive. That's what keeps Paul's company alive. People, after a while, get fed up with the bullshit, the glitz, the pants down halfway, the boobs hanging out. I can go anywhere and see that these days. It doesn't do shit for me. Believe me. I don't need it. I don't care if you got 50 tattoos on you. I don't give a shit. What matters is what's going on between that six inches between your ears. That's called your brain. 
all right? And I'm doing things with cold and all that for the brain. They talk about like an alligator's brain, the primordial piece where you're going right down to the root. That's what I'm doing right now. I am drilling right into that primal brain, and I'm going to hit that soon. And that is affecting everything in my life right now, and in a good way. And I've been using a lot of that with training, breathing, cold, breathing, cold. But it's like anything. I, I People talk to me, and I, what are you doing? I tell them, that they're, here's the first thing out of their mouth. You're crazy. Okay. I am. I'll admit it to everyone. I am crazy. You know what I'm crazy about? Crazy about life. Crazy about seeing how far I can take Eric. I might step over bounds and kill myself with it. But you know what? I'd go out that way in a minute rather than sitting in a fucking bed in some old folks home pissing in a bottle. Think about that. To me... I understand there's a lot of people like that, and I feel for them. But with me, there's no dignity in that for a warrior. And I don't mean the typical warrior shit they call today. I'm talking about a blood and guts patent. That's what I'm talking about. There's no dignity in that. And to me, you know, I think one of the greatest ways to go was in Godfather 3. When Michael went back to Sicily in the place he stayed, it was one, I can't think of the Don's name, he inherited, I believe. And there's Michael, an old man, sitting in a chair with his dog. He just fell over to the side, and that was it. That was it. So, the standards you build, the life you live, how kind you are, I think one of the greatest things, especially my nephews and my nieces, I tell them all the time I love them. I I had a hard time for a long time, long before they came in the picture, because I don't give that word away real easy. I never have. But with them, it's so goddamn easy, I got to tell you. You know, I took Danny over last week. He turned nine. He got a brand new uh, Trek, nice bike, something he can grow into, but he's growing. I mean, he has grown. He's like 83 pounds now. I mean, he's going to be big, I can tell. And he's strong as hell. And Dan, his father, said, can you watch him? Because, you know, they live on a busy street, and he's going to ride on the sidewalk. So he did, and finally I started walking to him. I said, you want to go somewhere else? He goes, there's a place called the Hibernian Hall. It's a big Irish place, music, you know, uh banquets, all that stuff, but it's open to the public on the weekend, I think it is. Huge parking lot. I said, let's go to the Hibernian Hall. So, you know, he's got to get off it, and we got to walk down the street, another street, and cross the street, and blah, 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 blah. He had the time of his life, man. Didn't have to worry about any cars. We were over there probably for a half an hour, and before we got ready to leave, he says, because they all call me Uncle H, he says, well, he doesn't, he calls me H. H, I'm going to do three laps, and then we'll go back home. I said, whatever you want to do, man. So I'm standing, like, in the middle of this parking lot, and he's zooming, man, like crazy on his new bike. And he's got the big grin, and you hear, lap one. There he goes. (laughs) Comes back, same thing, lap two, lap three. Now, the point of all this, this whole show with everything, it's only words, not only did I encourage him when I was over there, you know, I, I, I didn't I didn't fall over backwards, but I encouraged him, you know, he looked good on the bike, new bike, all fitted for him, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing I talk about, my grandmother, that's who I think I emulate so much with kids because how much she loved us. And, I mean, she would sit and listen to metal with me and say it was great. I don't know, regardless. But my point is this. I gobble those kids, man, up because I know they're getting older. You know, my oldest niece just won a big track meet on Saturday. Um, She'll be going to college next year. They were up to UVM last week. And, And life changes, you know what I mean? And I'm watching them grow so fast 
that it's like I got to get everything I can. I mean, I'm not saying I won't see him when they get older, but it'll be different. And I'm not going to be living in New York. I'm going out of here. There's no doubt about it. My point is this. You know, that was a great day with Danny. You know, it was Easter. We were all together, obviously, for dinner and all that. But it's those little moments that you create with children and yourself that you never forget and they don't forget. And that's what I'm talking about when it's only words, positive words. I don't care if you're pissed off. You know what I do more than ever now? I walk away. I walk away. Because to me, you don't realize, you think you're getting over on somebody, you're damaging yourself really bad, man. And the thing I learned in the last five years of business, because I was guilty of this just like anybody, I will do the least damage to myself than I've ever done before with words. I want you to take that from today. If you don't take anything else, cut the bullshit and cut the inner dialogue of negativity. Paul, take your time. Summarize everything. Give out all your info. I'll give mine. And uh, we'll have this show up by midweek, and uh, we'll get set up for a new one for next month, brother. Yeah, I love what you just said about hanging out with, with Danny, and you absolutely hit the nail on the head. You'll remember that day, but he is going to. Yep. He's going to remember that for, you know, 20 years' time, you know, he's going to come in and speak to you one day and say, hey, you remember that day? I still remember that day. And it it is. I mean, this kind of thing. You were given a motivation verbally and, and and the fact that he'll have been doing his thing on the bike, lap one, lap two. And whenever he looked around, bam, there, there, there's Uncle H. Yeah. You're just there, in body, in spirit, verbally, emotionally, connected. In reality, not social media, not via a fake presence. You can't fake giving somebody that time and that you know, support and that care where it's tangible and you can reach out and touch it. And that'll stick with him. And that's the same with, you know, with all of our words and all of our intentions. And Osensi, the guy, uh, Morie Ueshiba, who invented Aikido, yeah, he used to use a lot of noises and a lot of sounds when he, um, he did his Aikido and his self-defense. And when he was younger, he wasn't a particularly... Um, healthy child and he certainly wasn't a big guy even by kind of post-war Japanese standards he was small and weak and even though he developed himself into being a very powerful little unit he was never the biggest guy around and certain certain times when he was attacked he would make a kiai uh, if you understand you know that term like a, a shout in karate right. you know um and it was of different pitches and different vibration. And he would use a specific sound and a spe- specific ki and a specific noise at a certain time, depending on the result he wanted to do. And it was kind of like that, you know, that, that pitch, yep. a crying baby hits that just grates on you and you can't ignore um it was like that a physical sound had a had a reaction to the person it was tangible the vibration was tangible and that can be done with with words with noise with intention with emotion with just proximity like it was with danny and i just i just want to you know really really emphasize how important that is with people and parting shots parting shots is that time you had with Danny, you could have wasted doing something else. Yep. You're never going to get back, and he will appreciate that time for the rest of his life. And as far as words go, um, we all know the word abracadabra, you know, yeah. as if by magic, and it shall appear. But what a lot of people don't realize is where that word comes from. And it's actually from the old Aramaic. And the literal translation is created by or created in my words. So when they try to create a spell or to make something happen in their reality by magic, they say the word abracadabra. But what is abracadabra? It is I am creating my reality by my words. And I think that's an important message for today. Um, That's me signing off. 
Paul Firepower Gray. If you want to hook up and see what I do, you can catch me on Facebook under Paul Gray. I tend to put one video out a week because that's as much as I care about social media these days. <laughs> um, but my website is www.coachpfg.com and I've got all my kind of educational resources on there. Feel free to pop by and stop in and have a look. Um, thanks so much for this, Eric. Really enjoyed today. Ah, totally, Paul. It's a pleasure to always have you on. Um, I hope I gave you enough time to talk because I was oh, yakking away. Um, I'll tell you one thing. You know, words words are real special. And I, we talked about how powerful they are, and we talked about the subconscious mind and intention and universe. And, you know, I've repeated this so many times, but it's there's a couple things worth repeating. Earl Nightingale, what you think about most, you become. Napoleon Hill said the same thing in Think and Grow Rich. By the way, I am reading it probably for the 500th time again. Um, But one thing, and Paul and I have talked about this before. I talked about saying I love you. How it it was the nieces and nephews that got me over that hurdle in a big way. And I owe a lot to them for that. Because these kids, or anyone's kids... If you're like Paul and I that can see this talent, can see the ability of what they can achieve, all they have to do is be pointed a little bit. They have the laser already. I I would really encourage any of you that listen to this to start thinking that way. Stop wanting to be like everybody else. Stop taking all the external stuff and thinking that's the way it is. It's not. And if you're on the limb right now and thinking, geez, I just turned 30 years old and I'm not getting anywhere. Nowhere. Well, you know what you got to do? You got to get away from the outside world. Even if you shut your phone down two days a week. But you got to start weaning yourself off things. All this external stimulation. Stop watching porn. Because from what I've read, that seems to be the biggest thing on the internet. What the hell are you wasting your time on that for? Like I said, what, do you think she likes me? Well, go out and find somebody that likes you. Go Go build something that's real. Same way with the Facebook stuff and all that. Like Paul and I were saying, it's up to you. You have the ability to go out and create your reality. Not somebody else's. And don't let other people teach you or talk to you out of doing what you want to do. And they are the ones that are creating your reality for you. That's why you're unhappy and you're not doing the things you want to do. That's why you're truly unhappy. This is Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. As I said, go out. Winners and Champions, Inc., our premier product. Also, too, go out and invest in us And I'm telling you right now, this show alone, if this can't change your thought, there isn't much that's going to. I don't care who you listen to. This is all coming from the heart from both ends here. And I mean that. We're not just doing some slick thing to get you to buy things. I'd love for you to go out and donate and purchase. But you know what? You don't, you don't. You know, but the idea here is to always create solutions. You got a problem? Stop looking at the problem. Think about the solution. What is the solution to fix this? What do I need to do? Also, too, go out to Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.rr.com. If there's a show you'd like Paul and I to specifically do, I'm sure there's enough horsepower between the two of us to get whatever we want done. Don't hesitate. Also, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what everyone has done. We're on Spotify. Um, we're on Google Podcasts. We're all over. There's more than that, believe me. We're on tons of stuff, the platforms. If you want to get us in your car, it's AHA Radio. That's called AHA. <coughs> Excuse me. It's talking too fast. Didn't swallow right. Um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to say five words to inspire Five words can change your life forever. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile. We'll even add, give them words too. Seriously, 
There's a lot of hurting people out there. I mean, I go out of my way to say hello to people no matter where I am. Most of the time, they'll strike a conversation up with you. Don't be afraid to do that. Not everybody out there is bad like the the media portrays everyone. They're not. There's a lot of good, caring people you're missing out on because F-E-A-R, fear. Get over it. Get over it. Also, too, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, push it, pull it, press it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. That goes out to our pal Paul Thor, who uh, wrote a nice note on Etched in Stone, which are our two premier pages. Etched in Stone, Etched in Stone for Kids. Obviously, Fiorella Barbell Company, Motivation Muscle. Um, turn them into uh, dust, Paul. That's what I say, too. I love it. Also, too. No, well, this will, the uh, Hoosa Steel Crusher Stone says in Blood Red Domination, we're domination, we clear cut the path, we don't follow anyone, dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls, and as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's more like a tidal wave now, brother, getting higher and wider all the time. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, Repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever. He'd walk every patient in the door no matter how busy he was and say, keep smiling. You want to do a paradigm shift? Go through some bullshit and then say, keep smiling 50 times. You will smile and you won't think of whatever just went off on you. Okay? Do that. That's a gift from John Ridge to everyone. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell 100 or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door in. We'll blow the roof off your house. I'm telling you right now, stick with us for the next 30 years. You need us, and we need you. Les Brown, you'll have greatness. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And I don't know many people that would say that. But here we go before we sign off with Paul. I am a winner, I am a champion, I am unstoppable, and here we go, I am great, I am great. Say that, say those four lines, the minute you wake up in the morning, say it in the mirror before you shave or whatever you do, and say it just before you go to bed. I will say it sometimes where I fall asleep, saying it over, over, and over. But we're going to get into this more and more and more. Paul, not only an incredible show, man, um, you and I speak from the heart. We work very well together. You know, it's always an honor to have you on. And if I could do a show with you every day, if you were up for it, I'd do it. I'm not kidding you. We've got so much material here to do. And we need to go out and change the world. Get off the negative boat and get on the big positive optimistic tour. But I thank you for being on, my friend. No, um, seriously, thank you. It's it's always my pleasure. I, lo- I love talking to you. I love listening to you. Um, you're just, just one of those guys that does um, affect people positively every time. So I, I just genuinely enjoy being here, but I do understand as well there's a lot of other people out there who are also really cool and like to come on the show. So every time you ask me back, it's an absolute honor and a pleasure. And I don't take it for granted. I, you know, I, I absolutely love it. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Paul. It's it's great stuff, man. We do some great, great material. And 30 more years, man. I mean, we're going to leave a legacy here. You're part of the legacy anyways. When people look at us 100 years from now, they're going to be like, these guys were so far ahead of their time, and we are. I know there's bigger names out there that command bigger people, but you know what? If that's the case with us, we'll get there. But you know something? What we've got now with people here are diamonds in the rough, and they're gold to me. And I appreciate everyone past, present, and future on Eminem. I never hear many people saying that. Your appreciation is going to come back to you one way or the other. So, this show will be up midweek. So, for Paul Firepower Gray, this is Eric Fiorello. Um, Go out and listen to the shows I did with Paul in the past. They're all gems. I'm telling you right now. I've said this before. Every time you listen to something, you should go back to it again. Because every time you've listened to it, you've changed. 
You go and listen to this show 10 times, I guarantee you 10 times you'll draw something new out of it. You listen to 100 times, same thing. So what you need is what we say here, repetition, repetition, repetition. It is the king. So as I said, for Paul Firepower Gray, this is Eric Fiorello. Go out and do something magnificent. The world is asking that from you. Stop hiding. Come on out. We want you to join us. Have a great rest of the week, everybody. Get out there and train. Train hard. Grab a kid. Bring them in with you. Grab your brother, your sister, some adult that maybe needs some help. I'm telling you, even if it's five minutes a day with them, you'll start changing everything. Go out and do something. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. And I got Carmen Caputo on this afternoon, so we're going to have another great show. And that show is going to be called The Squeaky Wheel Gets the Grease. We'll talk to you soon, and thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.